BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog, here's your host, Denise Hanitka. This is episode 15 of On a Mother Level. Hi, everybody. I'm Denise. I'm Jessica. Can you believe it? Episode 15. Episode 15. It makes me feel like we're kind of on a roll, you know, because I remember when I posted like our first and our second episode, it was like, well, one day you're going to have 10 episodes. And now we're past the 10 episode mark. We are at the 6,000 download mark. So thank you for sharing with a friend and um, letting people know that we're here. That's the key to keep growing. So we thank you um, for, I love getting messages that are like, I told my cousin to listen and she just had a baby and she's really going to love it. So thank you so, so much for sharing our podcast. Um, So Jessica is here because we're going to get into um, a topic that uh, is close to her heart, both as a mom and as a parent and as a person too. So, but let's start with our mother level moments. Yes, mother level and mother clubber. You want to go first? (laughs) I will go first. So I was in um, Macomb, Illinois this weekend because I am part of the Western Illinois University Alumni Council, which is um, brand new to the council and it's basically an advisory board um, that just helps figure out how we can best utilize our alumni to keep the university growing. So it's really a neat opportunity for me. And so it was homecoming weekend down in Macomb. So I was um, I was down there for all the activities and some meetings and whatnot. And um, one thing that you need to know about me, Jessica, is that I'm a joiner. I'm a participator. There's <laughs> nothing. There, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm a participator. And in particular, um, you know, like just a group setting. I love to be part of a group setting. You know, if there's going to be an activity, I'm going to sign up for it. So when my friend Erica asked if I wanted to do the 5K run, it was like, yes, I definitely do. I'm not the best runner. I'm more of a run walk kind of a gal. Um, but I just really enjoy like a group setting. So I um, report that morning to the, the 5K starting area, and it appears to be a pretty small group of folks. Hey, that's fine. It's 7 in the morning, and it's brisk. So, you know, it's just going to be a small group of people. Um, and again, I'm not a great runner, but I'm not, like, world's slowest either. Like, I like to be just in the middle of the pack. Well, this... Um, quote-unquote race gets off to a start and slowly I realize I am being passed. I'm being passed a lot and um, it, it just really dawns on me that this is for apparently competitive runners and I very rapidly find myself in dead last place, Jessica, and I'm not oh, kidding. No. Dead last. And there's nothing quite like being in mile one of a quote-unquote race and you realize like, 
not only is there no one else behind me, but like I'm not catching up to those people in front of me. It's literally not going to happen. It was not a fun run. It was a race. But like, how would I know that? No, you wouldn't know. It was that. called like the old old stomping ground run yeah. around. Like that sounds yeah. like an adorable time. Right. I mean, you would expect to see some people who graduated, you know, in the twenties yeah. with yeah. their walkers. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about people of all age groups, all ability levels way ahead of me okay <laughs> it was humiliating you, in particular you because you were not a bad runner though i mean you ran in the quad city marathon i i, I did but but that's because i felt very comfortable because there were people <laughs> in front of me and there's people behind me and right. i'm right where i want to be on average street yeah and god bless my friend erica because she's run two marathons and co- so she's like running next to me this idiot who's made us completely last in the race <laughs> erica did not come in last because if she had been untethered from my slowness she would have been able to speed right up but no so um and it was particularly embarrassing because you know we're running along and getting towards the finish line and here's everybody else on the alumni council like waiting at the finish line like they're not even sweaty anymore they've been there waiting for me that long and um at the end of it i did not come in last i came in second to last and that's because a woman and her child were behind me and that child seemed to um drift from the course every now and then <laughs> so i mean it was just an embarrassment like like i yeah, you just God. needed that. That wasn't what you were expecting at no. all. No. Yeah. Last. Yeah. How is everyone on the council a good runner? I don't know. What are the odds of that? I mean, the acting president of the university finished like 12 minutes ahead of me. You know? <laughs> I world? know. I know. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> it's an embarrassment. Well, or you're just in the middle and all of these people are elite. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Aww. my major flubber because that I just sucks. wanted to be a joiner. I just yes. wanted to have a nice little run in and the morning. And you just said time. yes on the spur of the moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I paid $20 to be completely humiliated, and all I got was a t shirt. Was it a good t shirt? <laughs> um, it's a really good t shirt. Okay, well, yeah, it was a great t shirt. But every time you look at it, are you going to be like, oh, that's from that humiliating race? Well, I did wear it all day yesterday, so I think I'm pretty much over it. Oh, good. Um, but I'm not signing up for that thing again. No, never. That's why no one else is in it. That happened to everybody else, too. Yeah. That happened to every single person who's, like, not an elite. Yeah. And they don't do it anymore. And that's why you got, you know, like, the only one who was left. Humiliating. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. Such well, a it wasn't fool. your fault. So that was my mother flubber was overestimating you. my, um, no, I didn't even overestimate. I didn't, no. I didn't say I was coming in no. hot. No. You just wanted to be average. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. I just want to be a six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just right in the middle. Just let me yeah. be a six. Just let yeah. me be where I'm comfortable. All right. Yeah. Do you want to go? Well, hey, um, do you know what day it is? What? It's the seventh, like seven oh, out of, seven out of ten. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're seven, so. seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How'd you screw up this week? Okay. Well, um, so we were studying spiders this morning. Mm -hmm. We homeschool. Like you do. So, right. As, (laughs) as one does. So we do this nature anthology where we read about something that's like local happening outside in nature. And we don't often like go out and find, uh, we don't often go out and find the nature. We usually just talk about it and maybe watch a YouTube video, but Today, we had the opportunity to find the nature because I had such an amazing spider web in the corner of my living room. (laughs) We didn't even have to go outside to be like, oh, look, which kind of web is this? (laughs) 
gross. I know. I'm the best kind of mom because I, like, plan for these things, mm-hmm. right? I intentionally yes. left that spider web there so it could grow and be perfect for <laughs> this <and> lesson. <laughs> also, it doubles as a Halloween decoration. Okay, so was there a spider in the web? I don't know. Or was it off, like, you know... Hunting and gathering. I don't time. know. I we did not see the spider, but that see, doesn't mean what, it wasn't hiding. That's what hiding. worries me. That's what worries me. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, because it could be really big somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I don't think we have those big of spiders around here. Are you kidding? We have some big ones. My husband killed one the other day and left it on the floor. So I saw how big it was. He left it on the floor. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for killing the spider. God, he's the king of the eighty percent. <laughs> Everything is done 80%. <laughs> he got the spider and left the yeah. carcass. So I guess until we get um, get the vacuum up and running, it's just going to While we're on the topic of spiders, yeah. I saw at the store they have these Halloween decorations where yeah. they have spider skeletons. Like you can get skeletons, skulls, and they have spider skeletons. And I'm thinking, who thought this up? Because they're spiders not, they're don't have bones, skeletons. Right? No, they just have like the exoskeleton. That's why they... Crunch so satisfactorily. You we only know that because you read it this morning. <laughs> I did talk about the skeletons this morning. It was really focusing on the webs, the mm-hmm. kinds of webs. And I was really like, well, I guess that's a loss and a win of Mother Felber because I don't clean and a mm-hmm. win because I didn't have to go outside to do nature studies today. 100%. Yeah. So um, my other win is also kind of a loss at the same time <laughs> because um, so we were going on a walk. We had the dog with us. And I couldn't find her leash. And I'm like, I know I brought her leash. We live out in the country, so mm-hmm. we're going to go on a walk. We have to drive somewhere usually because we don't like to walk on the gravel right. road. People drive by really fast, dust in your face. It's not that fun. So we took the dog for this walk. I couldn't find her leash once we got there. Where is? turns out I was sitting on it. But that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't find the leash. And I said to the kids, so this is where the wind comes in. We are huge musical fans in my house. So I said to the kids, I was like, look around, look around. And they all answered back, and how lucky we are to be alive right now. What is that from? Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, I've never seen that Hamilton. one. Hamilton. <gasps> you have to go. Yeah. I oh, my to. gosh. I do like musicals. I Every just haven't gotten to see that one. human needs to see Hamilton. It's only going to be in Chicago until the end of the year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, so maybe. unless you want to go to New York City. You need to yeah. go see it in Chicago. Okay. Definitely. And wait until the last minute to get your tickets because you can get really good deals if you wait until the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cute that they all yeah. joined in. Right. They didn't find the leash because I was sitting on it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I love that they, they could answer that that query. Well, yeah. I'm I'm impressed because um, I was making Abram um, sing Billie Eilish this morning, so <laughs> so him singing Hamilton would have been much better. But we, we both really like I'm a bad guy. <laughs> anyway, um, so my um, I'm just gonna call this a mom win, but yeah. it's kind of like a half and half. So let's just celebrate it. So I um. Uh, Everett, my eight month old was hanging out at my mother-in-law's house when I went to pick him up from being on my trip. And so I walk into her house and scoot, scoot, scoot. There goes my Everett crawling. Oh, So yeah. this, this punk, this yeah. kid waited, waited until the second I went out of town, the second I went out of town to start doing his little Scooting. inchworm army crawling. Yes. So yeah, he's now currently unstoppable and he just does his little inch, inch, inch scoot. It's freaking adorable yes 
But he did it the minute I left town. Ugh. The second. Oh, babies. <laughs> and then at another point, he was laying on the floor and he started clapping. You know, that adorable, like, little fat baby hand yeah, clap. Yeah. And I told my husband, I was like, hey, Everett's clapping. Oh, and your husband? He's been doing that for weeks, Denise. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, he's clapped like a million times by now. <laughs> so, whatever. It's new for you, though. Yeah, I know. But, like, yeah. I'm the one who sings songs with him and claps. Yeah, you're the one who comes. <laughs> Forever for him. He should do everything for you first. No. If that little bugger says data first, he you was just, doing. Um, you just send him to me, and I will tell him what's what. While he's doing that super mum 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 oh, mum perfect. mum thing, yeah. So I think I think we're on lock with that. But um, yeah, just that little punk. Yeah, waiting till you beat town to crawl. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe I should stop saying punk because the other day Abram was like, "I'm not a punk, mom." <laughs> Turner's like, I don't say that word. Who says that word? I was like, Yeah, I don't know. Me either. I'm so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I don't know that where word. that Who would call from? their kid a punk? Yeah, there's worse things you could say. Um, so my other, this fits in no category, but um, I just want to share it. So when I was at Western, there is a little tailgate happening, and during the tailgate, I had to go into the student section to pass out like some buttons and some beads and stuff because like a girl with free stuff is always right. welcome. Right. So. Um, I'm in the student section and, you know, these kids are like all rowdy and drinking and having such a great time. And like, are you ever in a place where you're like, hey guys, like I'm still one of you. I still, I'm still one of you. Like, are we, what are we doing? Are we doing fireball? Is that what we're doing here? That sounds really good. Like, let's like, like in my heart, I still feel like I'm 20. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I still look like them. I don't. Right. I don't look like them. No, No, I don't. But like, just in that group, I just wanted them so badly to be like, hey, you must be in my sophomore English class. And I'd be like, yeah. You're yeah. right, I am. Yeah. Because I belong here. <laughs> God. I'm not in my 30s. No, I'm but it's age. just like wa- yeah. like watching all these kids in like the freaking prime of their lives. Yeah. I realize there's still good stuff after college. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's all wonderful, but like, college. Oh, and they don't God. even realize no. how good it is. No, they just don't get it. You just it. can't appreciate it until you're mm-hmm. at the place where we are. Yeah. And you're like, that stress that I had back then. <laughs> I know. That was kind of like. Fake stress. Right. That wasn't really stress. Or like if a college kid is like, oh, I'm so tired. You're like. I know. You talk to me after you've been up with the baby all well, night Well, do you long. remember when like going to a 9 a.m. class was like problematic? Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be pretty early. So early. Right? Yeah. You schedule your classes so you can go late. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I just love being on a college Fridays. campus. Oh, I love being on a college campus. There's so much energy. Me it's too. so alive. Yep. And just, yeah. It's just like that, is it Billy Madison where Adam Sandler grabs the kid and goes, stay here as long as you can. <laughs> So I just, uh, yeah, I feel alive just thinking about it. Woo! Let's get some fireball. <laughs> Although, you know, um, my very first roommate in college, she used to drink hot damn. Do you remember hot damn? That's yeah, like, I actually that's like bought the... some recently. What? But I had to, like, cross out the bad word because I have kids. And then my kids were all like, what's under there? What did you put this Sharpie over? What's it say? And they're like trying says, to read it. It says, hush, gosh, yeah. hush, gosh darn it. <laughs> I know. Dag, I, hot it. darn. Yeah. 
No, because it was for a drink I wanted to try. Like, okay. I like to be my own little bartender. No, that's yeah. great. See, yeah. I was afraid you were going to say, like, well, I was making, you know, some cinnamon butterscotch bars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I put in, and I put in some hot damn. No, I like to make, like, my own apple pie. Okay. In a drink. Yeah. That's like, very yeah, cool. Like vanilla, vanilla, vodka. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to give drink recipes that are fine. Or should I'm, I? I mean, that would be truly <laughs> taking it to a mother level. Let's agree. <laughs> moms in the headlines. This one I took from the Mid-Michigan City Moms blog. So one of your sister sites. Yeah, one of our sister sites. Okay. Um, and um, let's see. This is going to go under the category of mom shaming. Okay. The headline is, please stop bringing your sick kids, okay? And so in this article, it's basically saying, all right, skipping to paragraph three, my request is twofold. One, I desperately do not want my kids who themselves are walking Petri dishes to bring home that bug because at our home, when one is sick, five are sick. I know how difficult it is to care for a sick child. The whining, the clinging, it never ends. Secondly, and most importantly, there's no way your child feels well. The coughing, hacking, constant nose blowing, it wears those little buggers down. Has your child ever gifted you with their sickness? I sadly have many times and immediately feel more sympathetic to their previous requests and demands. As I now realize how awful they are feeling and would love more than anything, to be at home cuddled up in my bed. So pretty please keep your sick kids at home. Now, so you posted this the other day feeling like it was going to be pretty straightforward, right? Right, yeah. So what ended up actually happening, though? Well, first of all, I want to say that there are a lot of commenters on our page, and I really appreciate how all of you are so thoughtful and kind. Like, People come at this from two different positions, which I didn't mm -hmm. realize that this would be kind of a catalyst for such big discussions. But obviously, not everybody is a stay-at-home mom. People right. have to go to work, so you can't. If you have, if you don't, if you can't send your kid to school and you don't have any sick days, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. So you're stuck. They don't all have family around. They don't all have babysitters. They can't maybe afford to pay a babysitter. So what do you do with a sick kid right. when you don't have sick leave yourself? You're not going to get paid for the day. What are you supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So that's one camp. And the other camp is exactly what the author was saying is don't send your kid under any circumstances. They don't feel well and they also will spread the germs and the teachers get sick. I mean, when I was student teaching, I can't even tell you how many sick days I had and my coworker teacher that I was working with was like, "You sure are sick a lot." And I'm, and at the time, I didn't even think about it, but yeah. I was exposed to like a bazillion germs in one semester that she's been having years to build up her immunity. Right. You know, like kids just carry a lot of germs, so we got to think of the teachers, we got to think of the subs, we got to think of the other students, we got to think of their families, we got to think of people who are immune compromised. There right. are. Families whose husbands might be, you don't know what's happening, you know, like behind the doors. So there's two really good points here. Right. So, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to say it. So I'm in the first camp. I'm in the first camp of like, I can't like be out sick for four days because my kid may or may not have a runny nose. I'm also going to add to that though, like if my kid is clearly in distress, like of course I'm going to stay home. Of course we're going to make arrangements. Of course, like, you know, I'm not sending a child who's like 
you know, very, very, very sick. So, um, just to play devil's advocate, mm -hmm. you are upper middle class. You have the resources and the ability. Correct. You're married. So you have the opportunity to make arrangements. Right. But I also will get cranky about it <laughs> and be like, no, like we're going because, because sometimes, you know, what I'm afraid of, if they seem a little bit sick on day one, I don't want to pull them out day one because if this turns into a three-day sick, like then I'm going to need those two days. Yeah. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. Yeah. So I just feel like it's just so easy to just say, don't bring your kid or no, you know, they can't go to school this day. Like, of course there's rule, like my daycare, for example, yeah. like they have to be fever free for 24 hours. Of course, like absolutely. Um, they even go um, with like, they can't have like diarrhea for a straight 24 hours. Right. All of that to me is filed under like the active sickness category yeah. but like if you think because my kid's coughing a bunch or like has a, a runny nose that that's like active sickness like right. I, I can't I can't right. you know that's just not going to work out for me to keep them home anytime like there appears to be a cough happening <laughs> <laughs> you know so I just feel like I just feel like sometimes like moms get a bad rap like oh we just must not care about them because we're sending them to yeah. work and we and, or to school and we just don't you know we have no sensitivity for others and it's like hey you know it's more complicated than that and you know I don't know I yeah. just think I think in general like a little bit um a little bit of grace needs to be extended for sure on both sides yeah. truly yeah so if somebody is at school and their child is sick and they are clearly sick and their mom sent them anyway, what should be done? Mm -hmm. the, what I think what the, are the steps? I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Like, well, and the other thing, too, um, is I am not one of those people who the second my kid seems sick, like, I want to take them to the doctor. Right. And I don't know if that's just because of the way I was raised. Like, we never went to the doctor as kids unless it was like a, like a um, you know, a checkup, whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like there's pressure, like, oh, they seem to be... Um, coughing a little bit, are you know, are you going to go and see Dr. Omar? And it's like, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like, I don't necessarily, I'm yeah. not on board with like the, the every sickness needs a doctor visit because we all know how those doctor visits go. Number one, they're in the office, which is infested to begin with. But then two, like, either they're going to, they're going to give you an antibiotic, which you know, you don't want to give them or they're going to say, okay, like rest up, whatever. Or they give you one of those $200 Sammy yeah. the Seal yeah. nonsense things. For sure. You know? Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. We don't really go to the doctor either unless, you know, somebody yeah. practically decapitates themselves. <laughs> <laughs> practically. <laughs> well, if they actually decapitated themselves. We're definitely we're going. definitely going in. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, it's like if it's a fourth degree sever. You'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, my mother-in-law, bless her heart, she was one of those go to the doctor at every little thing. And I remember one time I got laryngitis, which I know is viral. This was in the days before you could Google everything that right, fast, right? right. And I was, I'm like, I know that's viral. There's nothing that they're going to do. And she harangued me until I finally went in. And you know what the doctor said? There's nothing we can do. Oh, it's viral. I hate that. I'll take your $95 now. I know. I really hate that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, and also going to the doctor, like, you might even make everyone else there sick. Sometimes it's just better to, I don't know, the whole doctor thing is a different thing. But, yeah, like, I don't know what's what's the answer. 
I don't know. Some people can't. I've, I, you know, I'm very thankful. I'm not in that position because I've been a stay at home mom since we had kids. So when my kids are sick, we don't go places, Mm -hmm. but we also don't get sick a lot. So, um, that's another thing I'm really grateful for. We just don't get sick. Yeah. It's pretty rare if we're all, you know, like actually sick. Well, they probably, like, haven't you read all those things about, like, growing up on a farm and growing up outside, like, strengthens yeah. immune systems? all that systems. dirt eating like, has yes. really paid off now. Yeah, because all now the licking of the fingers and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, licking of the <laughs> gravestones. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so um, I really got on a soapbox there, so I'm sorry about no, that. No, I think that's good. I think it's a good thing to discuss, and I really love how people are able to have these conversations yeah. without it turning into... Literally mom shaming. Because when you said mom shaming, I was thinking, I don't feel like anybody was really shamed. Yeah. Somebody was expressing their point of view. Other right. people expressed their point of view. And even though you don't agree, you can still each have your own point of view. Right. Yeah. And be polite about it. So that's one thing I think is great about the Quad City Moms blog. Facebook followers is everyone's never really seen polite. Get... Yeah. I mean, I moderate, but I don't really have to. Right. People are cool. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, our big topic today is we're going to talk about ADHD. So why did you want to talk about this today? Well, first of all, because October is ADHD Awareness Month. And um, last year during ADHD Awareness Month, I didn't get around to being aware of it until November because I myself have ADHD. So I wrote a post last year about ADHD in November because, you know, when you have ADHD, you put things off. <laughs> So yeah, I just want to, I just kind of wanted to talk about my family's experience with it and everybody's experience is not the same, but I think that there is a lot of ignorance still about what ADHD Mm -hmm. actually is. And so I feel like educating people is a good thing. So where should we start? Should we talk about your personal experience? Because that's kind of what led you to take a closer look within your family. Is that right? Yeah. So my personal experience with ADHD was I didn't have it. At all, until I was 42. <laughs> Just kidding. I did have it, but I was—I never thought that I had ADHD when I was in therapy for something else entirely, and the therapist said, have you ever thought about um, the possibility that you have ADHD? And I was like, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote a blog post like six months before that that said, I mean, I'm a highly sensitive person, and I'm a highly sensitive parent, and what's that like? But I said in the blog post, but I don't have ADHD because highly sen- high sensitivity goes along with ADHD. And I, I mean, that was never something I even considered. Yeah. And then for like maybe six months after that, I would constantly be like, is that just normal or is that an ADHD move? Is that normal or is that an ADHD move? I mean, do other people like they're on their way home and they just keep driving is that an ADHD move or is that just normal or just keep driving? Yeah. Like you miss your, like you need to go someplace and then you just keep driving past where you meant to go. Like, and then you don't even realize it until later. Until you've crossed the Canadian (laughs) Until you're in another state. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't laugh. That actually happened. I was on my way to somewhere and I ended up in Illinois and I'm like, I thought I was going to Davenport. How did this happen? Oh <laughs> I mean, I live in Iowa. I was going to Iowa and I went to Illinois. I mean, yeah. 
Is that an ADH move? ADHD move? I don't know. I have so many of those. Is that an ADHD move to, you know? So can you say um, what specifically um, made your therapist bring that up to you? I mean, um, like, don't want to... Uh, have you reveal anything you don't want to, but like, is there like a, a, like a challenge that it was presenting in your life that, um, I think the thing that for me was the biggest hardship, um, and probably still is, um, until I got medicated is the emotional volatility. Okay. So if you look at, um, a tall glass, like picture a lemonade glass, right? And then picture like a highball glass, like this shorter, Mm -hmm. smaller glasses, both of those glasses hold water. Both of them, you can put nice drinks in. Both of them are, you know, sturdy, great vessels, right? But the smaller one is what it's like to have ADHD. Everybody gets overwhelmed. ADHD people get overwhelmed sooner. You get okay. to the top sooner. Everybody loses their temper. People with ADHD get there sooner because okay. their glass gets fuller faster. Everybody gets overstimulated they might be at a basketball game. It might be too loud. People with ADHD, they get overstimulated faster. So okay. the things that happen with people with ADHD happen for a lot of different people. Like everybody has a move of like, oh, I left the milk on the roof of my car. <laughs> but for ADHD people, stuff like that happens on a regular basis. Okay. And you, another thing that happens is you have like this sense of total failure all the time. Like that's part of ADHD, not because you actually are failing, but that's part of how your brain works is your brain like pummels you with failure. Like, I can't believe you left the milk on the top of the car. What kind of person leaves the milk on top of the car? You just need to pay more attention. You could have prevented that blah, 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 blah. You know, you're that self-talk for people with ADHD and they don't even realize it. And it isn't necessarily even anything from their homes growing up. Um, because I have ADHD, it's something that I watched pretty closely in my kids and I've really been aware of in the last couple of years. And one of my kids has ADHD and that's something that for him is in the forefront always. Okay. An example this morning, he broke a bowl, no big deal, sweep it up. So he swept the kitchen. I said, sweep it again because you, you know, that glass gets everywhere. Like it's one of those Pyrex, not Pyrex, but the Corelware that aren't supposed to break. Yes. But the second time you drop it, they shatter into a million little shards. So I'm like, sweep it again. And he swept it again. And we were in the middle of homeschooling when all of this happened. So I didn't get up to check. Then my little girl stepped in a piece of glass. And she got a little piece stuck in her foot. Again, not a big deal. She's crying. But he just lost it. Because I said, Kadrian, go sweep the floor again. And he, that, go sweep the floor again, was enough for him to say, to himself, I can't do anything right. I'm a terrible brother. I'm a terrible... He didn't say that part, but he kept saying, I can't do anything right because he didn't sweep the floor well enough the first two times. To him, he's failing. Okay. You okay. see how that... Like, he has never been told that in our family. We use very positive talk. We use methods of... Com- of We lose nonviolent communication. I try my hardest to raise my kids without blame and shame. And that's something that's innate within ADHD brain for him. Okay, let me pause right there. All right. Also, so, ADHD people talk a lot. Blah, 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 blah. Well, so here, here, 
And I'm going to say, like, so I have no experience with ADHD. So what I'm going to do, like, I am speaking to you as purely someone who knows nothing. So you're going to teach me all the stuff. Okay, so all the things you're telling me, okay, about your experience has nothing to do with attention, deficit, or hyperactivity. Like That's true. so, so, So immediately, when I hear attention deficit, I think of someone who can't sit still, someone who has trouble like in a classroom, but all the things you're saying, I would never, if I was like listening to your symptoms, if you will, I wouldn't go, oh, that sounds like attention deficit hyperactivity. Which is why I never thought that I had ADHD myself because I can sit still. I mean, I'm a squirmy person. Like in church, sometimes I'll shake my leg. You just can't stop shaking your leg. I'm sitting there listening and I'm doodling. I can't focus unless I have something to do with my hands. But I never really thought that those were symptoms of ADHD. That's certainly not hyperactive. Right. You know? So does ADHD need like a rebrand or it something? It absolutely needs a rebrand. Okay. Because there's two types of ADHD. There's okay. the hyperactive disorder, which is what people think of where your kid's bouncing off of a wall. As a matter of fact, my a medical professional who's just an MD general practitioner said, your son can't have ADHD. He sat next to you during this whole appointment. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. Those are the kinds of myths that I want to dispel with this podcast and just in general that people need to know is part of ADHD. He could sit still there. And sometimes kids with ADHD aren't the bouncing off the wall kids at school that you think of anyway. But then when they get home, they had to hold it in for so long. Now they're finally in their safe space. Then they have a meltdown or three, or then they're hyper and bouncing off the walls because they were controlling themselves to the very best of their ability and they just can't do it anymore. I so see. back to that glass yes. analogy, those kids held it together during the day and then the rest of the night, they can't sit and do homework. They can't sit, they can't unload the dishwasher. They can't do chores. They can't follow the directions on the soccer field. Even though they're running around, they just want to, be crazy. They don't want to follow directions. You know, all of those kinds of things. So, now, wouldn't, um, I mean, uh, uh, the parent of a child who, you don't know how they were all day at school, but they come home and they're not doing their chores and not doing their schoolwork. I mean, that's really frustrating because in your mind, you're going, I'm telling you to do these things. Yeah. You know, so, so how does a parent distinguish a um, unmotivated or stubborn child from something that needs more attention. Yeah, there are um, actually a guideline. You can find what they use to diagnose ADHD. You can find those guidelines online. Okay. And you have to answer often to, I think, six out of the ten of them or six out of the nine of them in the inattentive or in the hyperactive um, realm of ADHD. Okay. So that's your first place to start is looking and seeing, is this often? Because every kid is forgetful. Yes. Every kid, you know, will get to school without their homework. But is your kid the kind of kid where you say, get your shoes on, and you tell them three times, and you have a sign on the door, get your shoes on, and, you know, all of they, and then they still get in the van without their shoes on. You know, like, if that happens on the regular that's definitely something you want to look okay. at because that's not normal functioning. But you might not realize it because that's just how it's always been at your house mm-hmm. and you just think your kids are, you know, they're... Acting out. Yeah, or distracted or, you know, you're just not the right kind of mom for them or whatever. You know, there are lots of excuses that we might make. 
And that's not to say that everyone who's forgetful has ADHD. Sure. You have to have all several of these symptoms in order to have the diagnosis. Okay. So, so I mean, we're not trying to diagnose anyone here, no. but I think this is interesting because if you do recognize things in your kid, but you don't even know that it could be yeah. a thing. Now, at the same time, so I'm just going to play a little bit of the skeptic role here. Um, are we just in, in a hurry to diagnose our kids with something? I do wonder about that. Yeah? I really do. Yeah. I really think like at five or six, like that's still too young. I think that you need to be maybe eight or nine and, um, and then start taking a closer look at it because you do have to give the brain time to develop and five and six year olds aren't designed to sit in a chair all day. So Mm -hmm. if they're acting out at school, you know, maybe it's time to rethink how we do school because I do think that part of why so many boys are diagnosed with ADHD is because in school they're being asked to do things they're not capable of doing at those age limits. However, that being said, I do think that ADHD is a real diagnosis. I Mm -hmm. think that your brain is designed that way. I think that you were born that way. They've shown that it's hereditary, that ADHD kind of runs in families. Is it a chemical thing, like a brain chemical thing, or what? Um, well... Sorry, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, that's okay. Um, people with ADHD don't make as much serotonin, and, um... There's another chemical that I can't think of right now, as other people, for one thing, which is why um, we need a lot more of a push to do things we don't necessarily want to do. It takes more um, of a good thing in order for us to... Okay, um, okay. To want to do it. And and another thing that people think of with ADHD is like, well, they can't pay attention. It's got that inattentive component to it. So how come my kid can sit and play video games for three hours at mm. a time? He doesn't have ADHD mm-hmm. because he can do that. Well, there's another component of ADHD called hyperfocus that once you get engaged in something that you really are enjoying, you can't make yourself stop. Okay. Like there have been times where I have, as an adult, practically wet my pants because I can't make myself stop what I'm doing to get up to go to the bathroom. And then I think about how my little kids did that, and I was like, why can't you stop and stop playing and get up and go to the bathroom? How hard is it? And then now that I realize that I do the same thing, I never yeah. realized that I did that. You know? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even something like basic bodily needs, you cannot make yourself stop the activity that you're enjoying because you have something else calling at you. Okay. So, like, if your kid doesn't hear you call them, they really can't hear you call them. Like, they're not ignoring you. It's a physical inability to hear you. Okay. I mean, there's so many things that we could go on and on about. My favorite resource that I recommend to everyone who asks me about ADHD is called Attitude Mag, A-D-D, like attitude, Uh A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E-M-A-G on Instagram. Like they have a website, but I follow them on Instagram. Okay. And then I still, even though I've been diagnosed for a couple of years, I still read an article almost every day, at least one, because it's just so reassuring to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is real. It is something that I can't help. It is something other people have advice and coping and my ADHD doesn't necessarily look like their ADHD, mm-hmm. but it still has that commonality where it's so beneficial for me to read those articles. Okay. So you, um, 
you identify these symptoms, maybe you talk to a doctor. And again, I'm not trying to like act like we're medical professionals here, but like the other issue that I think that um, spooks people is the idea of medicating kids for this stuff. I mean, the idea of putting your kid like on a Ritalin or that kind of thing, like that, that freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, so how do you feel about it? Especially when you're really young. Um, my personal feeling is that you need to do what works for your family. I personally tried Adderall and for me, I thought it helped me focus so well that I didn't even realize that I stayed up all night. Oh, wow. More than one time. And I take it in the morning. I was supposed to take it in the morning and at noon. And I, and then I kind of took it in the morning cause I'm like, I think it's kind of helping me not sleep as well. And I already have always had trouble with sleeping. So I would take it in the morning and then I would, it would be five o'clock in the morning and I would still be working and I'm, and I was hyper-focusing. Like I was so unaware of the fact that it was five in the morning. I stayed up all night, not even realizing it. Yeah. And people are like, how do you accidentally stay up all night? (laughs) Well, that's how ADHD combined with this medicine that made me kind of like Hyper. So for me, AD, Adderall wasn't um, the best choice. So I need to go back to my specialist and maybe find something else. But again, we don't have insurance. So okay. some of the other options for medicine are so expensive that I'm functioning okay the way it is. I don't think that it has to, that you have to medicate. And for my son, I really want him to get old enough where he could take ownership of that. Okay. Like where he could be an active participant in um, the choice to medicate or not. Okay. Because right now, if I tell him, okay, you're going to start taking this medicine, he doesn't really understand and see the benefit of it. And I also, you know, I am a little leery of the side effects. I can't handle my 11-year-old ending up staying up all night, mm-hmm. you know. What if that affects him the same way? And... I also don't know what it does to an 11-year-old brain when you put psychotropic medications in him for Mm -hmm. who knows how long. I think medicine can be a really great thing. I think it can really help people. Of course, yeah. For me, what worked the best was Zoloft. That really helped even me out like with the emotional volatility part of it. And so then, like my therapist said, it gave my brain a rest enough that then I could keep using my brain to help me with the ADHD stuff because I took the emotional component out of it a little bit. Okay. And so it helped me be on a more even keel so I could go back to figuring out how to deal with the ADHD how I always used to. Because I wonder if some people don't even look into it because they go, I know if I go to the doctor, the doctor's going to put my kid on a medicine and I'm not ready to do that, you know, where it almost would keep you, you would rather just not deal with it because you feel like that's the first thing that's going to happen. And there are a lot of supplements, like there's, um, we found a supplement called Genius Drops on Amazon that Cadrian thinks helps him a lot and he'll ask for them. And it's not a medicine. It's just a supplement. Um, don't ask me what's in it because I don't know. But um, Genius particles, obviously. Genius drops. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Little bits of brain. Yeah. And like <laughs> diffusing essential oils. Some people are like, oh, yeah, you're kind of woo type of person. But if that is something that you're willing to try, try it. I yeah. say try the things and see what happens. Try medicine and see what happens. For me, just because I had a bad experience with it, we're not going to put my child on it until he's old enough to decide for himself that that's what he wants to do. Okay. But, and also we have the opportunity, we're at home, we homeschool. And so he doesn't have to hold it together as much as another child might have yeah. to, you know? So 
So there's a lot of factors that everyone has to take into consideration. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I think that you just have to really, really think this through. You mm -hmm. cannot just go in and say, I think my child has ADHD and accept the first thing that they give you. You need to figure this out. You need to be proactive and you need to do the research yourself because... Is there like a behavioral therapy type of a thing? Or yeah, like so a um, we're going to start OT with Kadrian. Um, we're going to call it, we call it special gym. We're going to start occupational therapy with him, which will help him self-regulate a little bit okay. more. Um, that occupational therapy also is a little bit of talk therapy, but it's got the active component in it. So... Um, we had to get a referral from a medical doctor because just having the mom call and say, oh, we need this isn't enough, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the medical doctor is like, oh, so what do you think? How do you, like, asking the mom these questions, the craziest <laughs> system that we have in America? I don't know. But, yeah. I could talk about this all day. I don't even know what our time is like. How we're, we're um, yeah, we're winding down here. But um, so you have to be relieved, though, that he's not going to get to 42 yes. and know what's going on inside his brain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really caught me off guard when I first was asked, Do you, have you ever thought about the fact you might have ADHD? And then the more I thought about it and the more I read about it and the more I learned about it, mm -hmm. I realized a lot of that makes sense. And it... It affected my life in a lot of different aspects in ways I didn't even realize it was affecting back then because no one really had words for it. I mean, you didn't, I don't even think when I was in elementary school, if people even said ADHD. No, no we didn't talk yeah. about anything. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which, I don't know. Things yeah. are so different yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, for reference, I went to um, elementary school about the same time as the kids in Stranger Things. <laughs> so they're a little bit older than I would have been, yeah. But so, um, uh, gosh, what was I going to say? How does um, going back to a previous episode? How does ADHD factor into your enneagram? Oh, right. I actually made a post about that. That's so funny you bring that up, Denise. I'm an enneagram seven, which is like a very kind of scattered, excited, joyful personality. Anyway, and then I have ADHD, and so I was like. That explains a lot. <laughs> and it is going to affect each personality differently than it will somebody else. Like one of my friends got diagnosed also with ADHD as an adult. Okay. But she's a type 5. So her, she's much more of an introvert. So hers are much more of like the forgetful kinds of aspects. And, you know, just it affects her in a different way than it affects me. So, yeah, I mean. Every one cool thing is everybody's brains are different and we all approach life differently so we can yeah. all learn from each other. Anything so, yeah. else that you want to say on this topic? Check out Attitude Attitude Mag. Spell I that mean, one more time for people. A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E. So Attitude, but spelled with D's. Mag, like magazine. Okay. M-A-G. And that's their Instagram, Attitude Mag. So, yeah. And check out their website. They're, I mean... It's just so freeing yeah. to recognize these symptoms in other people. And I, I honestly would say stay away from the Facebook groups at first if this okay. is something that you are curious about because um, you don't know where people's parenting lies. You don't, I mean, there's a lot of things that you don't know just from somebody posting like, oh, so-and-so and this Facebook group, they, they did this with their kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. You might just get a lot of yeah, advice that'll be confusing. Don't, don't do that yet. Okay. Don't do that. If this is something that you think is 
something you want to look into more, contact Denise or me and we'll help point you in the right direction. Yeah. So again, I just want to say that we, you know, we weren't trying to pretend we're doctors here. Um, we just wanted to use a personal experience to <laughs> yeah. you know, just open a little door into a little knowledge that you might not have or, you know, right. pieces putting together that might yeah. help you ask more questions to your actual doctor. Yes. Or some Because there are so many education. things that even actual doctors <laughs> don't realize are uh-huh. symptoms of ADHD. So, yeah, do your research. Look into it and just find out what it is. Even if you don't think anybody in your family has it, it will help you understand that kid who really annoys you in your kid's Boy Scout troop or yeah. whatever, you know, like, oh, I understand him a little bit better. So let me, okay. yeah, let me read into it for someone else. Now, can you um, talk a little bit about evolving coming up this oh, weekend? Sure. Evolving. So you it's guys remember so um, uh, Remessa, who was on a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. she talked about, um, oh gosh, she talked about her whole concept of someday to day one. And so this uh, this conference, would you say it's a conference, like a ladies' yeah. Um, afternoon? Yeah, it's a conference. We've, yeah. got, we've got lunch. We're going to have movement. We're going to have music. Mm-hmm. The former Miss Iowa is going to do a musical performance. We've got MCs who are just movers and shakers in the community. We're having um, sessions that you can listen to, and we have sessions where you're going to be an active participant in. It's great for people who are 15. It's great for people who are 50. It's great for people who are business people. It's great if you're a stay-at-home mom because every one of us has that emotional component that kind of gets in our way of our goals and dreams. Like you don't realize maybe, for instance, you are a confident, competent person, Denise. You are a news anchor woman. You are a TV personality. You know, I mean, you go you go to public <laughs> events and people are like, oh, I know her. But they don't actually know you. But you still were hold, held back a little bit by starting this podcast. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so you were kind of in your own way, would you say? Like you were yeah. in your own way. Oh, absolutely. So part of what this conference is going to do is help you figure out why. Like what is there that's kind of holding you back from doing the thing you want to do? And you know you, you know in some level that you can do it. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to help you get to that mother level. Yeah. At evolving. I know. Did you like how I you trademarked yeah. team? <laughs> <laughs> I do it again. Um, yeah. So so this event ten to three at the Figgy. You can still get tickets at theevolvingevents.com. Okay. And I really think you should come. I think every single person listening to this right now can benefit. And yeah, it's not for a certain career type mm-hmm. or it's not even for careers in general. It's right. just about personal development. Right. Yeah. Wherever you are. Getting out of your own way and going from someday to day one. Yep. All right. Hey, um, do me a favor. I want you to text a friend right now and tell them about the podcast. Tell them to download and subscribe to On a Mother Level. The other um, thing that you can do to help us is iTunes really likes um, ratings and reviews. So give us a five-star rating and then write us a little note to say um, which episode is your favorite. Put that in the reviews section when you're on Apple Podcasts. Those things just keep um, Apple in the loop as far as like, oh, people are listening to this. So send Apple a little message um, with your review and tell them that, um, that that we're cool. (laughs) Jessica, anything else? Uh, Not at this time. I better stop talking or I will never stop talking. (laughs) Hey, have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network.
Tribune Audio Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.